0: Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph on Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And
2: welcome to another edition of Happy Hour.
0: Happy yes. Hour.
2: Today we are <laughs> sipping on a newest drink, a non-alcoholic but very caffeinated option here in Atlanta. Bat Bat Soda. And meaning like bats. B-A-T-B-A-T. And mm-hmm. Annie and I were just uh, realizing that both of our cans say something different because I have the black coffee soda. Yes. And Annie, you have... I have the Gore Cola. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very cute uh, labels, by the way. And my, on my can, yes. it says the drink Bat Bat Soda was concocted in 1866 by Mrs. Danielle Glasky, an Atlanta native. In the beginning, Mrs. Glasky promoted her drink as a remedy for drowsiness and sold the syrup to local soda fountains and soon became phenomenally successful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mine has a picture of a bat. And it says, more gore, they said, dripping, oozing with flavor. Never before seen or tasted a cola with hypnotic qualities, featuring cherry, vanilla, coffee, and a secret blend of spices derived from a recipe found in a bat cave deep in the woods of Atlanta. Ooh,
2: I like that. As always, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: listeners, drink responsibly.
2: And uh, if you are choosing to drink something alcoholic or even caffeinated, Drink responsibly. As mm-hmm. in fact, I have not had coffee today because these these have
0: a lot of caffeine in them, a lot. So they wire me up. I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm gonna be like loopy in a couple of hours. So she was
2: successful in her remedy for drowsiness. Yes, yeah. And so mm-hmm. being responsible and not having my heart flutter away. This is my first drink. I am gonna quickly open it in mine because it is carbonated. Mm-hmm. Oh, I smell the coffee. Nice and brew. And by the way, uh, if you live in Atlanta and, and you happen to want some, they actually deliver to your doorstep. Like they hand deliver. I believe Danielle was the one that actually delivered to my <laughs> place. Turns out I think she and I have mutual friends. So I was like, oh, cool. Atlanta, it's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, <laughs> very coffee-like. Mm-hmm. Taking a sip. Oh yes, yes. So I've had a mm-hmm. uh, carbonated coffee before. It's so unusual. It, it like it's not. It's it's delicious actually. It's nice and sweet. Um, has that coffee mm-hmm. robustness, of course. But at the same time, it's shocking because mm-hmm. it it
0: is carbonated. But I really do enjoy this. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's pretty. I find it pretty refreshing. It's, it's hard to describe. It's almost like the sparkling water of coffee, which is obviously because it's mm-hmm. carbonated, but it's kind of got that light, you know, there's the flavors there, but it's not overpowering, I guess. It's very well balanced. So
2: you have the cola one. Is it, does it still taste mm-hmm. like coffee?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it does still taste like coffee, but I think the it's probably not as robust. Oh. And I've had the one you have, you're drinking a lot, Shout out to my friend, Barry, who was keeping me supplied and helping these episodes get made with a caffeine. yes, this was
2: definitely your idea. And I was like, oh, yeah. As in fact, when I was getting it delivered, I, I told uh, Danielle, I was like, uh, so yeah, my co-host drinks it all the time. And that's part of the reason why we're doing this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep.
2: I always yep. get a warning, too. You're like, <laughs> I drink a Bat Bat.
0: Let's go yes yeah they really do impact me quite a bit i had to plan around doing this because like you're gonna get way too hyper if you do your normal two cups of coffee in the morning and this can't be done (laughs) can't be done (laughs) and because
2: yes i haven't had my coffee yet and uh i was like you know what i let's make this a cocktail because she actually has done cocktails with this as well uh So I know she did one with Curacao and the, I think the black coffee. And apparently it's like a good holiday favorite, which I don't have that. So I don't have that option to make it. But I decided I was going to just make it coffee-esque and do the Irish cream in mine. Nice. nice. It feels like I'm eating a Mm. a coffee ice cream or drinking a coffee ice cream kind of. So, but the taste is really delightful. I do enjoy that. It's definitely something like, I think I had a whole can of it before and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, I see it. I see why people... Because I definitely mm-hmm. only drink one cup of coffee, and it's still half of what this is in, in the
0: can. I feel like there's so much more in this can. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think... Was it the cinnamon roll episode? There was an episode where I made a cinnamon roll, which, again, is a cocktail that Samantha makes this sort of like coffee, hot chocolate situation with uh, whiskey and other things. But yeah. I made it once with this, and it was pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice. This is, this
2: is nice. <laughs> yeah. And so going back to it, we're gonna talk a little bit about the coffee world. Uh, Danielle Glaskey has been a part of the coffee community here in Atlanta. Uh, and she is actually a veteran of the coffee
0: industry. Uh, and I will say, as you as you mentioned, Samantha, Atlanta does feel kind of small sometimes. People love Bet Bat. Like oh, I think I had, I was just walking around with a sticker or something with it. And people were like, oh, yeah, I love that, Matt. like, <laughs> people. The logo and the, and the like, uh,
2: the design is really smart, mm-hmm. and I want a hoodie, mm-hmm. I think, or, a, or yes. a t-shirt or something. I was like, I want one of those. Those are fun.
0: Yes, but, like, to that end, Danielle Glasky's been featured in a lot of um, articles and on websites around around the internet, I guess, but, like, local Atlanta. Uh, websites. And in one article, here's a quote: Batbat Bat Soda is a beverage company offering naturally caffeinated sodas. The founder, Daniel Glaskey, is a 15-year coffee veteran from Atlanta. Batbat's goal is to create a refreshing, sparkling iced coffee drink. Each flavor complements the selected single-origin coffee's profile. Every batch is hot brewed to extract the full spectrum of coffee flavor, then chilled and lightly sweetened with organic cane sugar. Finally, the carbonation lifts the palate and creates a chuggable, effervescent beverage. Our first flavor available in cans is black coffee soda, and we look forward to releasing Cola, Root of All Evil, and others in the future. They make for excellent non-alcoholic options at bars and restaurants, easy pickups for cafes, and unique mixers for cocktail programs.
2: I think she uh, worked... In uh one of the local favorites, Spiller Coffee here in Atlanta. And from what I gathered, I really would like to know. And and I should have done this before, but we were trying to quickly record this, ask her how she even thought of this and why she decided that this need to be sold and needs to be a product. Cause it you kind of think of things like that, especially with the phenomenon of like the soda stream. I know that you now Mm -hmm. have the fancy version where you can make everything a bubble drink, including (laughs) liquors and such, um, which my Mm -hmm. partner, when we got ours, really wanted to do that with ours, even with us going, no, you can't, you can't.
0: Can't. Yeah, Mm
2: he quickly (laughs) learned. (laughs) But this was before that point in time when like for me, especially like realizing this should be a thing. Oh, my God. So uh, I am really fascinated about how she came about this. Um, And from their Mm -hmm. own site, batbatsoda.com, they say, we sought to combine our favorite beverage with a refreshing element carbonation. And I love carbonation. What came Mm -hmm. was a vision for naturally caffeinated soft drinks utilizing the natural flavors derived from real fruit and spices with organic cane sugar. Our hot brewed and flash chilled coffees capture a complete flavor profile of our selected coffees. Our coffee choices are specific to each flavor profile designed to complement or enhance the flavor of each soda. So yeah, like they are very thoughtful in what they do. Um, The pictures are Hilarious because they uh, are—they're obviously very cool kids from Atlanta. That I'm like, even though I have <laughs> new tools, I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all are too cool for me. I, I don't think y'all would invite <laughs> me to your circle. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Yeah, you have
2: me. Yes. <laughs> always you. And I'm very proud to say yes. this. But also, Aww. like she has been a part of the coffee industry and I have a lot of friends who are a part of the coffee industry. And it's interesting to see the backgrounds of, of these types of organizations and these types of companies because we know things are happening. And I believe Annie, Smithy has done episodes on women in the coffee industry before. And honestly, the coffee industry does have a bit of a dark history and... No surprise, women have not been welcomed uh, with open arms in the industry, even till this day. You know, there's also a lot of constant conversation and debate about sustainability and overall consumer responsibility with products like coffee. I know we could talk about fair trade and um, equal pay, as well as who's getting what money, how is it being grown, so many things that need to be considered. And when it comes to women in the industry around the world, the numbers are really appalling. Uh, 70% of the production of coffee is provided by women, and only 20 to 30% of those coffee farms are female operated. Um, again, and the number of women who are the ones to have ownership or making profit is pretty lacking. As in fact, women are less likely to be able to access financial assistance and assets to be able to produce and market their their crops. Even though there's so many, like the the chart for it was incredible. The amount of women that's that's in the actual industry of the growth is mm-hmm. astronomical. Like there's so many. It almost it seems like it's ten to one to men. Um, but then when it comes to those who actually get profits and ownerships, is like of course men over women.
0: Yeah. Another part of this um, that we have done an episode before, and I've been meaning to bring it back for a while as a classic, so perhaps we'll do that soon, is what's going on within the industry when it comes to things like baristas. Uh, Women do make up the majority of baristas, and it's not surprising to see that uh, there continues to be conversations within establishments like Starbucks, who, yeah, is one of the highest sales of coffee, about their treatment of workers and all the fun union-busting tactics that we've seen, that has we've seen from this company that's made, like, gargantuan profits in the last several years and just in general had a huge impact on the coffee industry. And that's something I do, I want to come back and talk about because coffee coffee houses and coffee culture is fascinating. And, you know, for a long time, women weren't even allowed in right. coffee houses. That was kind of because it was, they were al- places to sell alcohol. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, and, <laughs> uh, and then there's just kind of like, there can be. I think this is changing, but for a long time there was this real like dude, bro, snobbery coffee culture that was like these women don't know right what real coffee is. So when it
2: comes to being behind the counter and service stuff as baristas, mm-hmm. I've seen them be mainly women, unless you're talking about independent and or uh, specific companies. And I won't mention any of the uh, smaller companies that are very particular. In their branding, you see more of the dude bros that we've talked about. Like, it's typically when I think of those types of coffee people, I think of the uh, lumbersexual dudes that we've talked about as a stereotype. And I know you know what I'm talking about because if there was ever a moment with the mustachioed dude, kind of wavy, long, longer hair with a button-up shirt, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. In the world of coffee, of course, again, I think this is why I want to celebrate what Danielle has doing, because not only has she taken coffee, what she knows so well, and has created something different and refreshing, which is amazing and innovative, and is actually making a business from it. I love that. But yeah, coming back to talk about, yeah, what about the coffee industry? Because it can be harmful to women, and it has been harmful to women. It has left women behind. When we talk about the growth and agriculture of coffee, It we have killed off uh literal communities by taking advantage and taking away their crops. So that's a whole big conversation. And if we know that the majority Mm -hmm. of those workers or those suppliers are women, that means we are coming after women and taking their livelihoods. So we really have to talk about why this does hurt women Mm -hmm. and how we need to try to correct it. But also, yeah, as we're looking at within the U.S., like Starbucks has slowly coming together with different companies or different uh, stores throughout the country trying to become a part of a union. And the tactics that Starbucks, who tries to play the good guys with like, we've raised uh, your salary or you're your, your this and we've raised uh, your benefits. Oh, look, we try to care for our people, but they don't. And we've seen that with their reaction to unionizing. And it, it, I've I've been kind of confused as, you know, Annie, you and I have talked about unions before. Obviously, this is something that has affected us when we talk about what we see with women in community. That some are being recognized and some are being fired for trying to unionize. So it's kind of like how is that how, how is that possible? I guess it has everything yeah. to do with franchising. That's a whole different conversation. And as in fact yeah. when we did our conversation about unionizing and women, a majority of the people who were the leaders within Starbucks unions were young women or non-binary folks who are really making a difference and really pushing and calling for that because they've been kind of the makeup, as we said, it, like I think about 67% of the baristas as of like 2020 were women. So, you know, that mm, mm-hmm. typically when we see that kind of numbers, that means it is women-dominated. And essentially, we've been told they are either essential workers at one point and then to low-skill at another, which by the way, making coffee is hard. Making coffee is hard. yes. <laughs> I just want to it's put that nice. out there. It's hard. <laughs> and it's a skill, <laughs> which is why I know it, it's a craft. Uh, which it got really, it gets really intense. That world gets really intense. Mm-hmm. Annie, does. I've been to a few cuppings. It's- it gets intense. Oh,
0: yeah. huh? I
2: am not good it at does. it. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is stuff like that that we want to talk about. But always love to see. When a woman comes on top and Danielle is doing her thing and making incredible drinks. Mm -hmm. And it's been around for a little while. As you could tell by the previous article that Annie read, this is at the beginning. And they have made cola Mm -hmm. and they're making other things. And they've made holiday additions to things, which I need to look out for. Like they're they're doing it and I love it.
0: Yes, me too. So cheers to that. Cheers. Yes. Mm-mm. Keeping us energized, Danielle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and cheers to you, listeners. Um, as always, we would love any suggestions for people we should talk about, something, a drink we should talk about on here. Um, you can email us those suggestions at stuffmedia, momstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff. I've never told you. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff i am Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines.